This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, John, a couple other experientials we haven't even gotten to. How about a road trip to Tampa? The Tampa experience, travel on the, are you ready for this? Travel on the Philadelphia Eagles commercial road trip charter to watch the Eagles take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers oh. is week three. Hey, those are those are interesting too. Uh, the, the team charters, mm-hmm. it's a different experience than any plane you've ever been on. It's really Something to behold. I like that. So yes. th- that one, again, the trip to Tampa is uh, is something you can bid on right now. Eagles Radiothon rolls on. It goes uh, until 5 o'clock today. And get yourself uh, to eaglesradiothon.com for the opportunity to bid. Reminder, all bids, uh, all support the Eagles Autism Foundation with every single dollar go into autism research and care. All right, one gentleman that does not need to bid to be on the Eagles team charter for the week three trip to uh, Tampa. I'm pretty sure, John, he's he's already got a spot on the plane, and that, of course, would be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, now entering his third year at the helm of the Birds, Nick Sirianni. Good morning, Nick. Yeah, they gave me a seat on the plane. <laughs> it figures. How's it going, guys? It figures, Great. Nick. Nick, we're looking forward to talking to you this year, and we appreciate you jumping on the show. I know it's been a uh, a different day for you moving up. T- take us inside moving up practice in the heat. You guys getting ready, obviously, for New England and the decision to just kind of try to get that practice over before the heat became too oppressive. Yeah, we're just always trying to take care of our players' bodies, make sure they're 100% ready to go for for Sunday while still getting in great work. And, and this was just the decision this week this week to uh, to do that for today and tomorrow because of uh, the heat and the heat index out there. Nick, you know, you know, Radiothon's been going on prior to you coming to Philly, and it's a huge part of the Eagles' connectivity with the town. And you have been very generous to lend your time. There's a there's an item that people can bid on right now. By the way, I got to say, we can get this way higher than two thousand six hundred dollars, which I'm not saying it's nothing, but let's go, people. Two thousand six hundred dollars <laughs> right now for lunch with Nick Sirianni. It'll involve a competition with Nick. You and one guest will enjoy lunch with again Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni and a, a competitive game, of course. We all we all love to play hoops and also a putterball, which is sort of a hybrid game that has been invented to compete with Nick Sirianni and obviously the chance over lunch to talk about a lot. Nick, what's it like for you in a moment like this? Meaning when you're across from Eagles fans and they get the chance to crank out some questions for you, what's that like for you? You know, one thing I'm really I'm not even thinking about their questions. I'm thinking how I'm I'm going to win these two games <laughs> against them. Um, I'm not going to lose at horse. I don't care who we bring in there. I'm not losing a game of that. What if it, what um, if it's what if it's putter ball? What if it's Steph Curry? By the way, though, man, he's losing horse. Yeah, I, he's not betting on this. <laughs> you know. So and then and then uh, 
you know, but if it's putter ball, you got a chance. So I'm, I'm guess I'm what I need to do is, is continue to perfect my craft as a, as a shooter in basketball and then get a little bit better as a putter. So that's what my, that's what my mindset is because we're competing. Um, you know, uh, that's, that's where, that's where my mind is. Coach, you talk about getting 1% better every day. How are you improving as a head coach for this season? You know, you know, one thing we, we really tried to do a lot of is, is, Hey, what do we do? Well, you know, by this time, you know what you do well and you're, and you're trying to perfect that as a team. Right. And you're saying, okay, here's what we do. Well, let's have some wrinkles off that, but let's, let's get better at coaching this and let's get better at doing this and the fundamentals which with within it, that it takes to be good. Well, you know, you do that with plays and you don't just aimlessly add plays um, just to add them. You add new wrinkles, but you, but you try to perfect of how you get better at what you already do well. And I guess that's, that's my, you know, that's something that sometimes it goes overlooked. Like you can, you can spend a lot of time on weaknesses and yes, you got to make your weaknesses, your strengths, but when you can make your strengths even stronger, right, that's what you, that's what you want to do. So like to me, you know, one thing as a strength of the of a, of this team is our core values, our habits every day, our connecting, our competing, our accountability, our football IQ, our fundamentals, right? So my mind is, how do I continue to get better at coaching those things, right? Because the core values don't change year in year out. Your core values are core values because that's what you believe it takes to get to get better. So how am I connecting with players better than I did a year ago? How am I? you know, um, the, teaching them situational football, football IQ better and the fundamentals. And so that's what I, my focus has been on all off season is how do I do simple better? And, um, you know, that, so that's, that's where I've tried to make my strides, uh, as a head coach. So the habits and the core values, when you think back, was there a moment that you knew the team was buying in? You know, I, you know, I've been asked that before and, and really like, I mean, I wasn't saying anything like that was insane, right? I was saying, hey, guys, the teams that connect, it's not the best group of individuals that wins. It's the best team, so you got to connect, right? And I was saying, hey, guys, I mean, at the end of the day, this player's good and that player's good, and so um, and this coach is going to call a good play and that coach is going to call a good play, so it comes down to fundamentals. So I wasn't saying anything that was nuts, right, like mm-hmm. that was completely off the wall. I was just saying, stating the obvious and figuring out different ways to state state the obvious in creative ways, you know. Sometimes it was like, "Hey, I got a flower here, and you got to keep growing the flower, right?" You guys, uh-huh. uh, but no, I but like, so I wasn't. I don't feel like it was like this buy-in moment or anything like that because I wasn't saying anything that's nuts. And then the other part of that is we have phenomenal leaders and captains. Like I'm the only first-year head coach two years ago that came in and had a ten-year, uh, two ten-year guys on the D-line and two ten-year guys on the O-line. I mean, that, that doesn't happen. And then a, a quarterback who is, who is special. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's you know, when you, when you have those type of leaders, it's easier. It's, it's definitely easy to get your points across. And then they, you know, especially when your points co-align with, with your leader's points, which is, hey, connect, compete, accountability, football, IQ, and fundamentals. What is it specifically about your past, though, that led to this connecting concept? When I was playing football, we weren't talking about connecting. We were talking, you know, more about, I don't know, get your face on the guy. Go smack that guy. Like, it, it's and different. It can be both, right? It's different. It, it can be both. Yeah, and and so that's what and that's what ours is. It's like I, I say to these guys a lot. It's like, hey, you can be highly demanding, um, 
whilst in, and still have great, and, you know, still have great relationships um, with, with everybody. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, mm-hmm. and so why, 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 I mean, that's kind of why I got into to coaching in the first place, like from all the way back from when I was young and my dad is a, a former high school football coach and track coach and, and guys 20 years later after playing for him are stopping by our house while I'm shooting baskets in the, in the driveway, just to say hi to him on a, on a summer day, you know, that that's back into town. And so I saw those relationships and I always thought, man, that's, it's unbelievable. There's nothing like, you know, coming to work and, and, and being able to connect with the guys. Right. And, and then I think about, and I think about when I was in college and I, and I went through an injury um, when I was in college uh, playing football and my, and I was in the hospital for a couple of weeks with this injury mm. and my head coach comes in the day before or the day of the game and comes in. He's like, you know, I don't even remember what we talked about. All I remember is like, Hey Nick, we'll miss you out there today. Right. And there, and he was there for a long time, you know, for a little bit more than that and talking to my parents and all these different things. But I remember thinking to myself, like, Hey man, this guy cares about me. This guy has worked hard to connect me and uh, connect with me. And I thought to myself, if I can, if I can be an all American for this guy, you know, I'm going to do everything I possibly can to be an all American, you know, not only for myself, but for, for coach Karras. And, uh, you know, and it, and I just, Felt I know I wasn't. I ended up being second team All OEC, so now I was a little bit shot shot away from being All American. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, but I worked my butt off because I knew he cared about me. You know, for him. Uh, and so, you know, those are just some of the things in my past of why it's like that. And then again, like it's there's nothing like being part of a team, right? Like, right. and so the connecting part of it. That's what everyone misses when they're done with football. Is you know, exactly. yeah, of course you miss the plays that you make, and of course you miss all those things. But I'll tell you what you miss, what you miss more than anything is is the relationships that you have. And I, you know, fortunately at age forty two, I'm still a part of a team. Nick Sirianni with us right now. By the way, we just found out Howard Eskin actually just became the highest bidder. I'm not making this up for for, for this uh, lunch luncheon competition with uh, with Nick. So it's now up to twenty seven hundred dollars. Let's get it higher so that Howard doesn't Thanks, have the Howard. Yeah. We don't. We, <laughs> My man. We thank him, but we also don't really want him to win this bid so let's get higher than 27 dollars <laughs> to hang out with nick sirianni and, and compete with i must them. not i must not be giving howard enough attention uh after after uh press conferences and stuff like that something like that uh jetta cameron and john ritchie here with eagles head coach nick sirianni nick let's let's get into um I'm, I'm fascinated by the transition from last year to this year from this standpoint how you as the leader balance how it ended last year ultimately obviously a loss um with the new season meaning you know, I remember Pittsburgh a number of years ago lost the AFC Championship game in 94, and it was a devastating loss for them. And their rallying cry in 95 was about, you know, overcoming that. And they did to get to the Super Bowl. They then lost it, but they overcame it. To what extent, Nick, when you're with the guys, do you drill down and, and remember, remind them of the disappointment of the loss, or is it just purely here and now, and you don't go back to how it ended? It is purely here and now, and we, and you know, we have already learned from that loss. We've already made our coaching points from that loss. We've already used the the motivation from you know from that loss of saying, hey, you just got to put the work in, put the work in, put the work in. Now, may you say things like like like, hey, last year we put work in every day, and we ended up getting to and we and we accepted our fate of what it was, and we got to the Super Bowl and lost it. So yeah, you might go back and say stuff like that, but it is here and now like it's here like to me you have to learn from your past and you have to get better from your past 
But if you're so focused on the past, then you're then you're missing the opportunity to get better for the day. And 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 so and I know that's not good news because I know you guys want to hear us say, yeah, well, we're going to use this and 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 get better from it, and we are, and we and we did, but we're completely focused on what is going on in front of us. And our mission today is to go as to have high detail in meetings, which we just just finished up, wrapped up meetings, to go out there and have full speed to the snap and walk through, uh, then be high intensity at practice for that, that time that we're out there in practice and be intentional, intentional about our core values. And so when you're, when, and it's, and it's one little step at a time, one little step at a time, one little step at a time. And, and so we've used that. We've used it already, and now we are completely in the moment. Now, and the only time we talk about it is when y'all ask us about it. <laughs> Nick, no, that's true. Nick, um, John and I for six months have discussed, and I guess debated, whether you will and whether you should run a slightly different offense to try to protect Jalen, essentially to run less read options, to not put him in a position to have to run if the defense crashes a certain way. I guess we'll see on Sunday, but can you give us a sense – of whether it is a priority for you, obviously to keep him healthy, but to structure things differently in order to try to maximize keeping him healthy. Always a priority for us to keep him healthy. Um, and then, and just always, even like, regardless of how many we call in a game or this and that, you know, I know that'll always be a topic of conversation. And I understand that. And, uh, but we're, even when, we might run them five or six times, whatever, as opposed to two or three. Um, those plays are all designed with an attempt to stay safe. It, are you ever going to be completely safe um, in this game of football? No. Um, and but everything that we think about is how do we keep them keep them safe. So you, mm-hmm. like if you if you sat in in a game plan, I mean, you probably would see the five calls that we took out that that weren't going to keep them safe, right? And so everything in our mind is to is to keep him safe um and but also allow him to be the playmaker that he is both throwing the football running the football with his mind making checks all those different things you don't want to take anybody's you know part of their game away from them um but it is also our job as coaches to protect them nick how has your job changed how much has your job changed this year with the departures of your coordinators you know, with Brian, it's no di- Brian was in every single meeting that we had been in uh, with Shane and myself. Like to me, you know, like that's the development of coaches. You 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 don't just close the door and have conversations with you and the offensive coordinator, right? Mm-hmm. Kevin Petulo's in all the conversations. Jeff Stoutland's in every conversation. Brian Johnson last year was in every conversation. Jason Michael, Aaron Moorhead, Jamal Singleton, they all were right. And so, you know, it. With Brian, I don't want to say it. it's like this. It's like the next man up. He's been through everything. He knows exactly the 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 different things we want to do in different situations. So the learning curve wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Now with Sean, obviously not being in the building last year, there there's more of a learning curve of getting on the same page. But that's my job as a coach is one let Sean do the job I hired him to do, but get, catch him up to to my vision of the defense of in certain situations of what, what he, what, you know, I expect. And so just like with the players, how important it is that we paint the description, the job description, very clear of what their job is on all different, different things. Um, it's the same thing here. I just had, we, it's just me and him getting on the same page of what the job description is in certain situations that I have for 
in my vision for the defense. So I don't want to say it was a challenge. It was fun, right? It was, it was a good opportunity to, you know, to, you know, get better um, at what you do and, and go through it with a different mind and see how he sees it. I knew how Gannon saw it. Now I get to see how he sees it, and then we get to talk through it. And so, you, again, you're, get, you're meshing some systems to, to get um, the best version of yourself. Uh, Nick Sirianni with us here. Final few minutes. We're obviously in the Joe Giglio show, and we'll turn it over to Joe coming up shortly. Sorry, Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe's going to have to wait. I think the audience will be okay with it. All right, Nick, let's get to Jalen Carter. Tons of talk before and after the draft about him, the person. You've been around him now for about six months. What has stood out to you about Jalen Carter, the person? He loves football. It's, he loves his teammates. Uh, he really gets along well with his teammates. He loves, he loves the game of football. And, uh, man, he's mean and nasty when he's out there on the field. That, that's, what I, that's what I'll say. Now he's got to go out there and, and prove it in, in games. Um, and it's, it's not just prove it one week, right? It's prove it week after week after week after week. But he sure is talented. And I'm sure looking forward to seeing him play on, on Sunday. And on Sunday, Nick, you're going to be across from, from Bill Belichick on the other sideline. I'm curious, are you, are you past the point where – you sort of take inventory of like I'm here and Belichick's there and I'm directly competing against him. Is it old hat for you at this point, or is there still some wow factor for you in your early 40s that this is your life? You know, I, I, I'm obviously honored to share the field with with Coach Belichick. Um, really, am fascinated with his coaching style and his his uh, consistency of success. Um, and then obviously. I've done a lot of studying him, right? I'm a couple of the, you know, being around Brian Dable and being his wide receiver coach when I when he was offensive coordinator at Kansas City, I learned a ton of football from him. It was I made a really big growth in my development as a coach um, from Brian Dable, who had you know who was for the longest time worked for for Bill Belichick. So I felt like I, you know, got a a great piece of you know my, I've really developed as a coach because of, of that. And then just having Coach Patricia on staff, being able to bounce questions off, hey, what would, what would maybe Bill do in this situation right here? Um, you know, and what would you do? I know Matt, I'm, Matt's here because I want to know what he'd do in that situation too. But to have that tie into that program, I think, has been very, very beneficial for me as a coach in my development. So I'm honored to go against them um, in this and that. Uh, and that, and that is more. It's more of that. I'm honored uh, and and just pleased to be uh, going against him um, uh, on Sunday. Nick Sirianni getting ready for the Patriots on Sunday in the coming season. Reminder: his item right now, where you can hang out with Nick, have lunch, play some games, including horse and putterball with Nick. Currently at twenty seven hundred dollars. Get uh, bidding on that at EaglesRadioThon.com. Nick, final thing here, because you know when we do these interviews with you during the season, uh, wins. <laughs> We'll celebrate, and, and you know the deal, and losses, the, the questions will be a different nature of questions. The good thing about an interview before a season is it can be really loose. And I'm going to ask you a question I can guarantee you you've never been asked before because Richie and I discussed this for months last season, and I said on the air, someday we're going to get the chance to ask Nick Sirianni the question, and when we do, he's going to be the arbitrator of our issue. We were in a discussion and debate last year, Nick. Is it better for an offense? When the game starts, you get the ball on the 25-yard line. Richie knows where I'm going here. First and 10 at the 25. I can't believe you're doing this. And I'm not I, gonna, I cannot believe that you're asking I'm, this right now. And I'm not going to tip off, Nick, what I think and what John thinks. Nick, on first and 10 to start the game, would you rather, as the offense, get nine yards and have second and one or 10 yards and get first and 10? Huh. 
Interesting question. 34-yard <laughs> uh, line or 35-yard line? One is second and one. The other is first and ten. Which would you prefer? Hmm. That's a that's an interesting question. I'm always gonna I'm always gonna go first and ten. Let me, let's reset those downs. All right, absolutely. Rich, who, who, Richie who wins, but, but right Nick, there. your analytics department, I bet you would say otherwise. But, <laughs> Everyone except Joe. <laughs> but for now, you've made John <laughs> Richie's day. Hey, Nick. I all... figured the reason you were asking, I could figure it out. Like, yeah, that I was trying to yeah, go opposite. Go ask your analytics department. Um, we'll we'll recalibrate on this next week. And now y'all are y'all are learning. I, I'm figuring that's the last question, but y'all are learning. Like, hey, I might go in with an interview with Nick Sirianni and have 15 questions to ask. <laughs> But know that I talk a lot. I've always talked a lot. My entire life, I've talked a lot. Yeah. And so you might just you guys might not be able to get all fifteen questions in there because I'm gonna I'm gonna end up talking a lot. So you just for your now that we're in this together, uh, you know these these weekly interviews. Maybe you guys might only have to plan about eight because Nick, I, I know I, you know what's gonna happen. It's understood. We what it. we're hoping for is taking these <laughs> interviews through mid February, and if that happens, everyone's gonna be in good mood. Nick, uh, all jokes aside, very best of luck to you both on Sunday, but obviously for the coming season. Reminder to everyone listening right now: you can bid on the opportunity to hang out with Nick Sirianni. Uh, and again, it's at eaglesradiothon.com. Guys, we can get this way the heck higher than $2,700. The bids all close at 5 o'clock today. Nick, good luck to you Sunday and beyond, and we look forward to talking to you through the season. Thanks for being a big part of the show all right, today. Thank, thank, thanks, guys. Thanks, all right, thanks. there he is, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni.